Hello and welcome to the Dr. Lisa Clow podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lisa Clow, and today we're talking to Emily. Hi, Emily. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Where are we starting on your journey today? Um, so we are um, starting way back in March of 2020 um, in the heart of you know, opening up the pandemic and how that looked for me as an educator and kind of my journey through that path. Okay, so um, I was right there along with you in education, but I'm interested to hear how things went for you. So um, where do you want to start? Um, so um, I guess I'll start just by kind of giving a little bit of background. Um, I am... Um, I live in Southern Maryland, and I am a mom of two young kids. At the time when everything started, I had um, an almost two-year-old, and I was seven months pregnant. Um, And so that definitely kind of added a layer to the whole experience that I would never have guessed. (laughs) Um, And so when everything shut down, I was kind of like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do with this one-year-old for two weeks? And that was, you know, I thought it was just going to be for two weeks. Um, and then we kind of saw that it was way more serious. Um, and it was kind of a blessing in the beginning um, because I had a lot more time with my uh, my firstborn, Brady. Mm-hmm. And I they, they didn't really know what to do, so everything was virtual. There was no... Um, live in-person meeting with students, um, and they had us working two hours a day. That was what they said we could do. And I remember being super paranoid, like, am I going to get my two hours in? Like, are they going to ask for a list of stuff? Because I feel like that's the, the climate that the teaching had and has become. Like, you're never doing enough. So um, when you say two hours, that means... Two hours where you were um, able to be contacted by the students. Is that what you mean? Correct. But also you were working a lot more than that, getting stuff ready for online. Is that correct? Yeah. So um, in that last, like, three months of the school year, they pushed out a vertical, a virtual virtual, um, platform. Um, And everything was kind of done through that. Um, It definitely changed at the beginning of the next school year. Um, because, you know, then we were in person and then for sure I was working way more, um, than ever before, you know, building stuff and trying to teach something that I would normally be able to teach in 20 minutes in -hmm. person. I was now having to teach over, you know, three days, um, via online lessons and that was just crazy. (laughs) Um, and you know, we've heard it said all over the place, but it seems like teaching, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, everybody was like, teachers are our heroes. You know, how could we do this without them? And then, you know, six months in, it was like, you're just not doing enough. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. So did, if I can ask you, how did that take a toll on your well-being? Um, so I um, wanted to be a teacher forever. And I love the actual art of teaching. Um but it really started to make me question, you know, if I was giving so much of myself to my job, what was left for my family? Yeah. Um, and, you know, my family is my proudest accomplishment. My husband, my two kids, my parents, my sisters. Um, and it just became this thing where I wasn't finding joy um, in it and I wasn't feeling fulfilled by it. And that 
that was really hard, you know, and it was hard to see people saying on social media, even if not directly to me, you know, that it was like, like, why aren't teachers doing this? They're being lazy. They're sitting at home. They're not doing anything. And it was like, you have no idea all the stuff that's going in to these 45 minute, you know, live lessons. And then all of the virtual things that your child's having to do on their own. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, fast forwarding to now, um, spoiler alert, I guess, I actually made the decision um, at the end of May to resign wow. and take my career in a different path. Yeah. Is that to preserve what your your health and well-being and to bring more joy into your life? Is that why you made that decision? Oh, yes, for sure. Um, my, my husband jokes. Um, sort of like the day I accepted the offer, he was like, man, he's like, you're just so like, he's like, you're so relaxed. And I, I mean, I finished off the school year. I was still teaching. He was like, you're in a really good mood here lately. It was like, I just felt so free. Like it was, just, it, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel was there. Um, and just knowing that in my next job, I, I'm going to have the opportunity to shut it off at, you know, 430 hmm. um, and pick it back up at 830. And there's, the next day and there's, there's some work life balance in there. Yeah. Um, I was, I was giving a lot of myself to other people's kids and you know, I just, I couldn't live with myself knowing that my kids were going to get the shaft. Hmm. So when you came back to, um, in the beginning of 2020, you were virtual, then, you know, we came back in person. So at the beginning of this year, were there any differences? Um, um, so at the beginning of this year, I think there was definitely a level of, you know, we breathed a little bit of a sigh of relief in that we knew a little bit more about the online platforms. We weren't going to have to be doing virtual, hybrid, in-person, like trying to make it all work at one time. Um, but it was also, there was a new layer of, you know, now I wasn't just doing classroom management and instruction. I was doing classroom management, I was doing instruction, and then I was doing public health and wellness. You know what I mean? Yeah. Pull up your mask. You know, this kid looks really sick. This kid has a fever. You know, then we're getting these random emails saying, we we could have been exposed to COVID, but do we know we were exposed to COVID? Because they can't share that. You know, there was a lot more intricacies to it. And, you know, the population that I specifically work with is generally um, more of an underprivileged demographic. Mm. Um, and I taught all special ed inclusion classes for math. So they either love me or they hate me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and so, you know, you're having to fight more battles that normally, like, you would be able to pick and choose a little bit more, but you had to think about the health and wellness of all the kids and yourself and not bring it home to my children who can't be vaccinated or couldn't be vaccinated yet. They can now, but yeah. yeah. So when you, at the beginning you said, you know, you love teaching, you would wish want to be a teacher forever. And then by the end of this school year, something had changed or whenever, Whenever you had made the decision, what the what was it specifically? Do you remember? Um, I think it was it was definitely a lot of things, but it just seemed like um, I was starting to realize that it wasn't sustainable. I felt like I was running a race, and the finish line just kept moving because 
he was like, I want one more thing. I want one more thing. I want one more thing. And I thought, you know, I just need to make it to summer. And then I had this realization where I just thought, what if I had a job where I didn't need three months to recover mm-hmm. from the other nine? Yeah. Like, that's crazy. And certainly other jobs are stressful. I am not discounting that. You know, every everything is relative. I'm a firm believer in that. Um, but, you know, there's a big difference between people who can turn off work at the end of the day or they take a week to recharge at the beach and then they come back refreshed. I mean, it truly does take teachers a lot of times, six to eight weeks, just yeah. to kind of get right with Jesus again. And then, you know, you're back in it by, by the beginning of August, it seems. Yes. Um, and, and that's just, it's not sustainable. Um, and, and it also kind of felt like I, I specifically taught eighth grade the last two years, and so much more of what we were seeing is that the parents seemed to be doing less and less. Hmm. So that meant that the teachers had to be doing more and more. And it just, it's, like I said, it's not sustainable. Yeah. If if there was a perfect world in teaching, what what would be a change that you if you like if you could wave a magic wand and change the change the system, what would it what would it look like? I think having um, more regular. Um, well, I've gosh, there's so many things. I think having more planning time than what we do because 45 minutes is just not enough. Um, by any means, and especially when you have teachers who are teaching multiple grade levels or multiple content areas in the secondary area. Um, but, you know, our goal as teachers, I always tell people, like, your teacher, I always told kids, your teacher didn't become a teacher because they wanted to make your life miserable. Like, they want to give you the best experience that they can, but that takes time. Yeah. And, 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 just like the vision that teachers have in their head, which is generally perfection, and then add to that curriculum that changes constantly. So, you know, you a lot of teachers spend all summer and they're like, I'm going to do this. And then they go back in August and they're like, there will be no time for that. Hmm. And it's resources and time and energy. And you just feel so defeated. Hmm. Um, so I think that for sure. And then I also think just um, more like mindfulness as far as collaboration um, and um, like considering that people just need like morale and, and wellness, you know, and, and the collaboration piece, I just had dinner with friends and it was like, all of them said they're, they're splitting it up so that like they don't have lunch with their teams or they don't have recess with their teams. They don't have planning with their teams. And it's like, like, they, they want us to collaborate, and that truly is such a benefit to us in this profession. Um, but they're, you know, it, it's almost impossible to do when either they're, they're changing the schedule in such a way that you can't do that, or just with the lack of subbing that we have now, substitutes are in such short supply for so many reasons. Yeah. Um, that teachers are now taking their planning, that, that one 45-minute block that we do have, and, you know, we're losing it to to having to cover, cover for other teachers. Hmm. Did you feel the pressure to do that? I think at the beginning I did. And then, um, and it, it, I, I always like to say that like, as I've gotten older, I definitely, my boundaries have gotten better. And that was something <laughs> that I really had to learn, especially becoming, you know, a parent. 
Um, but probably this year specifically, it was like, I just can't do it and that's okay. Yeah. You know, but, but that's not, that's not the way of most teachers. And I even had a conversation with a coworker within the last two weeks of school and, and she was so upset because teachers had to cover her for a half day of leave. And she said, I have not taken one full day of leave this year because I don't want other people to have to cover for me. And it's like, no, mm. you know, you deserve to have that time off. It is not your problem. You know, when that happens yeah. um, and just normalizing that and, and they don't make that as clear. And I do think administrators at least, you know, make the effort to make the statement. We don't want you to have to worry about it. But, you know, te- teachers are empaths, right? Like we mm-hmm. meet people and we're like, oh, gosh, like you're totally stressed because I'm taking a day off. And, and then it makes you second guess it. And that's just that's not a quality of life. Yeah. Is there, what are you doing now? So you made the big jump and you, you decided for your health, for your family, for your joy, it was time to switch careers. And so what, um, what do you see in your future as far as gaining back that joy from what, what are you getting from leaving education that's going to bring that joy back? I think... Um, just being a more, and so just to kind of set the scene for everybody. So I ended work last Friday, um, and I have a week between ending teaching and starting my next, um, job. So, um, this week I've been kind of, you know, tying up loose ends, but ever since accepting that position, I feel like I've already been able to contribute so much more to my household Mm. um, and kind of dedicate more time to my family. Um, I've been able to make time to go to dinner with friends. I've been a little bit more energized to work out, things like that. Um, I've been joking. I was like, I've done more dishes in the last two weeks. (laughs) And I hate doing dishes. Like, I truly hate doing dishes. But I felt like I didn't have the bandwidth to do dishes. And God bless my husband, like, he just accepted that that was kind of his lot in life. And he's like, maybe in July I'll get a break from the dishes. But it was like, but it was like you know, I was like, I, I can do this. I have the bandwidth to, you know, kind of organize all of this stuff because and, and, and help around the house because I didn't come home feeling like a zombie because it was just like, you know, the never-ending slog that was. Yes. Um, so, yeah, just, you know, being able to contribute and – you know, offer, offer more to those around me, those that I want to serve, you know, and that kind of thing. And so I'm, you know, me being a teacher for 30 years and retiring, I know what you mean by the, um, the drain, the emotional drain that Mm -hmm. goes along with teaching. And, um, so I, I, I don't know if others can really get that, but, I I um used to like think about it as like the pace of what happens when you walk in those doors is so much faster than the rest of the world. <laughs> and you Oh hundred percent. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're on the treadmill at a seven instead of a three where everybody else yes. is. <laughs> yes. And it's it's one of those things, I once got a fact, and I totally think it's true, that, like, teachers make it something like 1,500 decisions a day, hmm. and and no one would know it unless 
they did it for a day. But yeah. it's like, it's everything from like, how am I going to pass these papers out <laughs> to, you know, do I let this kid go to the bathroom? Do I let him go now? Do I let him go later? Do I call somebody? Like, you know, there's, there's just so many things. And by the time we get home, God help whoever asks you what you want for dinner. I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's just too much. It's, it's too much. It's a lot. It's that, a lot. I think that may help people to kind of understand what teachers go through and why, you know, they go home and sleep for several hours <laughs> just oh, yeah. to be able oh, yeah. to do something. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you this. If you could, you know, give some advice to somebody who's maybe was feeling like you, but not sure what to do. Do you, do you have anything that you could say to them? Um, I think definitely start by setting your boundaries because once I set boundaries, it teaching did feel more manageable and it also made it easier for me to kind of say, okay, this is, you know, this part that might not be the best quality, you know, of teaching, you know, with me not setting a boundary, you know, you can take the email off your phone, you can, you know, um, block your time so that you're only grading on this day at this time, you know, whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. But if, if those boundaries aren't giving you the results that you need, take the leap. Mm -hmm. Especially now, I feel like, Unfortunately, there's a, such a shortage of teachers that if you go and you hate it, you'll be able to go back. Yeah. Um, and that's not to say that it's, you know, a throwaway thing or a disposable thing. Um, you know, I, I certainly have the concern of who's going to teach our kids if everybody starts leaving. Um, but, you know, you, you have to put your health and well-being and your needs um, ahead of, you know, others and, and that's really hard for teachers to do mm -hmm. intrinsically I think yeah that that's really sound advice and I really feel like um you know your story is going to help a lot of people and maybe inspire them to go ahead and set those boundaries or maybe take the leap and um try something new in their life yeah I hope so yeah is there anything else so. you want to share um, I'm trying to think. I don't think so. The only thing, actually, I do have two things, and these are two things that I've started to live by since starting to set my boundaries, and that is, no is a complete sentence, <laughs> and if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Okay. Um, and, and those two things have really been, you know, I'm, I used to always think like, oh, well, I do have to do that. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> There are very few things you have to do. <laughs> that is so true. Yeah. Oh. Um, but I really appreciate you having me. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on. And um, best wishes in your new career. Thank you so much. It was great to talk to you. All right. Thank you.